Well, good morning. It is Friday, July 7th, 2023. Friday, July 7th, 2023. Slava Ukraine, Heroium Slava. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Tell your friends to Google those four words, Political Views TV Podcast, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. Have I said how much I appreciate you today? I really do. It's very nice of you to come every day. Oh, by the way, since it is Friday, don't forget to look for that Friday flaming bag of crap left on your doorstep. That's when politicians throw something out there in the Friday or Saturday news cycle in the hopes that it'll disappear in the 24-hour newscast. 24-hour news cycle, rather. Yeah, it's the perfect time to do it. Uh, Especially, uh, like, last holiday weekend would have been the perfect time because it was really a four-day weekend. Uh, Anyway, uh, maybe something this weekend. I don't know. Uh, If you can, uh, please bring someone uh, along with you today or this weekend. That would be awesome. And you can tweet to me questions or insights or come fight with me at Cyberclops. C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on the Twitter. No, I am not on threads. And really, honestly, I, I hate Facebook. I hate Meta. I, I don't plan on going there, really. So Twitter for me. If you're, I'll get to, you know what? I'm going to get to this a little later. I'm going to get to this thing about Elon Musk and Zuckerberg uh, a little bit later. We'll talk about it later. But first, we're going to start with the war in Ukraine. Uh, as we said, uh, uh, was it last week? I think we said it. Cluster munitions will be given to Ukraine by the United States. But before you say this is horrible news, remember, cluster munitions are already being used in Ukraine by Russia. There's a big difference, though. Russian-made cluster munitions have a much higher failure rate than a US, uh, uh, U.S.-made cluster music- munitions. Uh, okay, okay, think about this. You send off a missile... And there's a minor explosion in the missile that separates all the munitions and they bomb an entire area, right? But they have to be made to withstand that uh, initial explosion. So there's a, higher, uh, there's a higher failure rate of those types of munitions because they don't blow up as easily. So they land and then they, they might not blow up. Anyway, failure rate. For U.S.-made munitions, ranges from 2 to 6%, but more recently, below 3%, you know, in, in recent tests. While Russian-made cluster munitions have a failure rate of up to 60%. And that is a cause for great concern. As we mentioned, decades later, munitions could explode if they all aren't found. And they are all never, they're never all found, right? There's always some, remember, they're still finding some munitions from World War II. One could argue that using U.S. cluster munitions to end the war earlier would reduce the chance of future problems when you consider the failure rate of Russian-made bombs. So think about that. Uh, Germany says it opposes sending cluster munitions to Ukraine. German Foreign Minister Annalena Burbeck said uh, Germany, as one of 
111 states party to the Convention on Cluster Munitions, the CCM, opposed the plan as well. Asked for a comment on what U.S. officials had said, Baerbach told reporters at a climate conference in Vienna, I have followed the media reports. For us as a state party, the Oslo Agreement applies, meaning the the CCM. Uh, For the summit in Vilnius, Lithuania, next week, the Baltic state, Baltic state, right, right next to uh, uh, Belarus, Belarus to the uh, let me see, Belarus to the south, and actually to the west, uh, the Russian uh, enclave of um, whatever it's called there, you know, on the Baltic, you know, you know the one. Uh, I've talked about it enough. Kaliningrad, that's it. Uh, pre- uh, anyway, uh, President Vlad- uh, Vladimir Zelensky has called on NATO leaders to take concrete steps towards Ukrainian membership. He said his country engaged in the 17th month, 17 month of the, uh, excuse me, engaged in the 17th month of the war against the Russian invasion, needed much more than the general statement of more than 10 years uh, standing that the door to NATO was merely open. He wants he wants more something more concrete to give soldiers a boost, and that would help certainly. Uh, NATO Secretary General uh, Jens Stoltenberg said NATO leaders will reaffirm that Ukraine will become a member of the alliance, and also discuss how to bring Kiev closer to this goal when they meet in Vilnius next week. Uh, Stoltenberg told reporters in a news conference in Brussels, uh, previewing the summit. For nearly 500 days, Moscow has brought death and destruction to the heart of Europe. Our summit will send a clear message. NATO stands united and Russia's aggression will not pay. Um, according to Czech Prime Minister Pet- Petra Fiala, uh, Ukraine's future is in the EU and the NATO military alliance. He made the remarks after meeting with the Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky in Prague. Uh, Ukra- Ukrainian President uh, Zelensky said during the visit to the Czech Republic that Kyiv needs long-range weapons to fight Russian forces. He told a joint press conference with uh, Czech Prime Minister uh, Petr Fiala, Without long-range weapons, it is difficult not only to carry out an offensive mission, but also to conduct a defensive operation. First of all, we are talking about long-range systems with the United States, and it depends only on them today. Uh, Prime Minister Fiala also talked about how the European Union is discussing ways to use frozen Russian assets to help with Ukraine's reconstruction. Fiala said, this is not a simple topic, either from a legal or other points of view, but intensive negotiations are also taking place here precisely so that we can also use these frozen assets to help Ukraine. Well, according to uh, Japan's uh, economy minister, uh, Shigeyuku Goto, um, I probably butchered that name, I apologize. Uh, Ukraine has sub- submitted its request to join the Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership, the CPTPP, uh, to the trade pact's uh, depository country, New Zealand. The CPTPP includes Australia, Brunei, Canada, Chile, or Chile, uh, Japan, Malaysia, Mexico, New Zealand, Peru, Singapore, and Vietnam, with the United Kingdom becoming the 12th member state. Uh, Zelensky arrived in Slovakia 
and met with uh, Slovak President Susanna Kapitova as he continued a, a tour of several NATO states to raise support behind Kyiv's bid to join the alliance. The two leaders were expected to have discussed the situation on the front lines and at the NATO summit on July 11th and 12th in Lithuania. Uh, the presidential office said Zelensky continues his series of visits to countries that support Ukraine. According to state-run Turkey Anadola Agency, Ukrainian President Zelensky will visit Turkey today for talks with President Tayyip Erdogan on the Black Sea grain deal and developments in the war in Ukraine. Uh, the Kremlin says it will closely follow upcoming talks between Zelensky and his Turkish counterpart Recep Tayyip Erdogan, the guy that sounds like a Lord of the Rings uh, villain, uh, describing their meeting in Istanbul as important. Uh, Kremlin spokespuppet Dmitry Pesky Peskov told reporters, we will very closely follow the results of these talks. It will be interesting for us to find out what was discussed. It's important. Uh, and they, of course, they plan to uh, dump the deal uh, in, uh, let me see, today's the 7th, in 10 days on the 17th. Uh, yesterday, I briefly mentioned that ammunition and weapons uh, depot were uh, where it uh, uh, there, there was a hit there where it showed a secondary explosions, proving it wasn't a civilian target as Russia had claimed. Uh, and you should see the video. It looks like an Independence Day celebration with fireworks going off everywhere. Uh, then yesterday, Ukrainians destroyed a huge oil depot. Russian sources reported that the Russian air defense shot down a HIMARS rocket and the falling debris caused the fire. However, the results suggest otherwise. After a successful strike, at least five oil reservoirs caught fire. The fire proved extremely difficult to put out and experts estimated that firefighters could not do much until the morning. Uh, the target of the second strike, uh, strike became a, um, a train with equipment transported to the front line positions through Yasinovata. The uh, footage shows wrecked freight cars and trucks near the railways. Uh, like Donetsk, eastern cities are, are extremely industrialized, which means they have very well-developed logistics that Russians are constantly using. Uh, today, Ukrainian sources reported that Russian forces had problems deploying their reserves to Klishchivka, on time, possibly due to the Ukrainian precision strikes on Russian logistics. Soon, the most prominent Russian sources started raising alarms that Ukrainians breached Russian defense and took Klishchivka. Ukrainian sources claimed that they had not taken Klishchivka yet. However, the news about the fact that the Ukrainians entered it is true. Uh, it looks like Russian sources understood that Klishchivka will shortly fall and are setting the information conditions for the collapse of the front line. Uh, Ukraine uh, took all the trenches that were built by Russia's, uh, Russia uh, uh, there on the front line. Uh, the secondary line is downhill and it will be much easier to take. Uh, after destroying a dozen Russian batteries, the Russian artillery fire significantly decreased making those positions that were already in salient even more uh, vulnerable. A Ukrainian military spokesperson says troops have advanced by more than a kilometer, which is like a, a, a six-tenths of a mile, uh, in the past 24 hours near Bakhmut. A military spokesperson, Sergei Cherovatyev, 
uh, told Ukrainian television, the defense forces continue to hold the initiative there, putting pressure on the enemy, conducting assault operations, advancing along the northern and southern flanks. In particular, over the past day, they have advanced more than one kilometer. I, and, I, and, and I looked at the map of the advancing. Uh, it's mostly through the center of, of, of Bakhmut and south of the city, and it looks like quite a bit. Now that I have your attention, 12 minutes on Ukraine. Now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the rest of the world. Uh, at the, uh, well, I mean, this is sort of adjacent. At the UN Security Council yesterday, the United States and its Western allies clashed with Russia and Iran over Tehran's advancing uranium enrichment and its reported supply of combat drones to Moscow being used to attack Ukraine. The sharp exchanges came at the Council's semi-annual meeting on the implementation of its resolution endorsing the 2015 nuclear deal between Iran and six major countries known as the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, the uh, JCPOA. Uh, at the start of the meeting, Russian UN Ambassador Vasily Nebenzia accused Britain, which holds the Council presidency, of seeking to hold an openly politicized show by inviting Ukraine to take part in the meeting when it is not part of the JCPOA. He demanded a procedural vote on its participation. U.S. Deputy Ambassador Robert Wood countered, saying, uh, accusing both Iran and Russia of participating in the transfer of drones used in Ukraine without prior Security Council approval in violation of the 2015 resolution. Oops! <laughs> Wood said... This is a matter of life or death for the Ukrainian people. It would be unconscionable to deny Ukraine the opportunity to speak at the meeting when it is experiencing the devastating effects of Iran's violation of Resolution 2231 firsthand. So uh, Britain's UN Ambassador Barbara Woodward who was chairing the council meeting, then called for a vote on whether Ukraine could participate. Twelve members voted yes, while China and Russia voted no. Uh, Mozambique abstained. Uh, I, I believe, um, is it Mozambique? I, I, I'm not sure, but I think China is mining uh, lithium there. I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I know they're mining, mining lithium somewhere in, in Africa. Uh, the U.S., Britain, France, and Ukraine have urged U.N. Sec Secretary General Antonio Guterres to send investigators to Ukraine to examine debris from drones used in Russia's attacks, insisting that Resolution 2231 gives him a mandate to open an investigation. Russia insists he has no such authority, and Russian Ambassador Nebenzia warned the U.N. Secretariat against taking any such action. Iran's U.N. Ambassador Amir Saeed Irovani added that any UN findings based on such illegal activities is null and void. Oh, this is this is like serious hits. I, like I always say, there's bigger hits in politics. Uh, Ukraine's UN ambassador Sergei uh, Kislychia told the council that more than 1,000 drone launches over Ukraine had been recorded and that analysis by Ukrainian and international experts confirmed their Iranian origin. Russia's Nebenzia accused Ukraine and the West of fomenting misinformation and dismissed the evidence as comical. Oh, man. 
Russia is just nutso, right? I, 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 I remember, and I've talked about this before. Uh, there was this old movie called The Guide to the Married Man, where uh, it was about cheating on your wife. It was a really stupid, it was a horrible movie uh, with Mo- uh, Walter Matthau. And um, this guy gets caught by his wife cheating. She's right there. He's in bed with the woman. The woman gets dressed. She, she uh, uh, walks out of the bedroom. Uh, he walks out. He sits down. He, he's starting to read the newspaper. And uh, the woman walks out the door. And, and the, the, uh, the woman is screaming about it. And the guy says, who are you talking about? <laughs> deny, deny, deny. That's what you do. Uh, you propel the propaganda, as, as uh, Bush said. Uh, France. Germany and the UK, which are our parties to the JCPOA, said in a joint statement that Iran has also been in violation of its nuclear commitments under the 2015 deal for four years. They pointed to the International Atomic Energy Agency's reports that Iran's stockpiles of enriched uranium are now 21 times the amount permitted under the 2015 nuclear deal. The 2015 nuclear deal limited Tehran's uranium stockpiles to 300 kilograms. Uh, which is uh, like 660 pounds, and enrichment to 3.67%, enough to fuel a nuclear power plant. But following the U.S. withdrawal by Donald Trump, Tehran escalated its nuclear program and has been producing uranium enriched to 60% purity, though they have read levels as high as 83%. Uh, but 60% purity is a level for which non-proliferation experts already say Tehran has no civilian use. So, a lot of stuff going on there. Uh, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeal. We're going to the United States. Uh, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals once again confirmed that cities and towns cannot force the homeless off the streets unless communities provide shelter for them. Uh, where else are they going to go? Right? Right? Uh, cities large and small across the West have uh, uh, West Coast have tried and failed to overturn the higher court's ruling for years. The latest of which came from the Oregon Oregon City Grant Grants Pass. That city Grants Pass. Uh, Grants Pass Mayor Sarah Bristol said, "We are having a situation where the police were telling homeless people that they couldn't sleep in public or private." and private property. And eventually the, uh, that kind of boiled down to homeless people feeling like they couldn't find a place to rest where they weren't being harassed. This court has dictated Los Angeles' response to the homelessness crisis for years. The, uh, the city was forced to accept encampment because of staggering shortage of shelters. But the court was more divided on this case than ever, than ever before with a growing number of judges appointed by Trump lashing out. Uh, they claimed homeless, uh, claim the homeless by occupying public space are destroying the quality of life for many cities. I consider the co- quality of life for the homeless themselves. Come on. Uh, conservative judge uh, Milan Smith Jr. wrote, wrote, what did uh, Milan Smith write? Homelessness is preventing the defining uh, presently the defining public health and safety crisis in the Western United States. There are stretches of Los Angeles where one cannot help but think that the government has shirked its most basic responsibilities under the social contract, providing public safety and ensuring that the public spaces remain open to all. Okay. 
<sighs> this is the same thing Republicans do. They go after the the um, uh, uh, they dab the bleeding of the wound, but they don't close the wound. If you want to stop uh, homelessness, you have to fix it economically. You can't do it by just getting rid of them. You can't get rid of them. You can't kill all of them. You can't hide what's going on. It's the economy, stupid. I'll say it again. Raise wages and expand renter protections. Also, tie rental rates to the uh, to the unit to reduce evictions. Evictions happen because landlords want to get more money for their rent. If the rent if the rate of rent is tied to the unit and they couldn't raise it more than 3% after a tenant vacates, vacates, then there will be less evictions. Then tax vacancies. Landlords refuse to rent units unless they get the price they want. They can remain vacant for years. If you tax those units, those vacancies, they would be more likely to lower their expectations, which would reduce rents everywhere. In my building alone, my building alone, in the last, I'll say, five or six years, we've had a vacancy rate of 50% because the landlord refused to rent to people. Oh, it's so frustrating when you when you know what needs to be done and nobody's doing it. Moving on. Uh, just how crazy would you have to be to be kicked out of the far right crazies at the Freedom Caucus? Imagine somebody getting kicked out of the Freedom Caucus. How crazy would you have to be? Pretty nuts, right? Member representative. A member of the Freedom Caucus, Representative Andy Harris of Maryland, Republican, of course, said a vote was taken to remove Marjorie Taylor Greene from the House Freedom Caucus for some of the things she's done. When asked if she was formally out, he replied, as far as I know, that is the way it is. And indicating that her fight with Representative Lauren Boebert was part of the group's reasoning. Apparently, the vote to uh, ha- uh, to remove her happened two days after her fight with Boebert. Remember, we talked about that fight where where she called her. Didn't she call her a bitch? Was that it? <laughs> On the floor. <laughs> Harris declined to say how he voted, but called the decision to remove her an appropriate action. Wow! Wow! Nobody loves Marjorie Taylor Greene. Poor Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, moving on uh, to something more serious. Uh, we've talked about PFAS chemicals, the forever chemicals, more times than I can count. According to new U.S. Uh, geological survey research, at least 45% of U.S. tap water is estimated to be contaminated with PFAS forever chemicals. The USGS study uh, tested uh, for the presence of 32 types of these extremely durable chemicals in water supply uh, samples uh, from uh, more than 700 locations across the U.S. over a five-year period and used the data to estimate PFAS contamination nationwide. The contamination was mostly detected in water sources from urban areas. Researchers found the greatest exposures in the Great Plains, Great Lakes, 
Eastern Seaboard, and Central and Southern California. Personally, I've been buying my water, uh, drinking water, from those reverse osmosis filtered machines, but even I'm concerned that those machines don't do enough. And also, I still used my uh, tap water to take showers. I, these chemicals have to be leaching into my body, right? Uh, this new report is con concerning because uh, as uh, Scott Faber, the Senior Vice President for Governmental Affairs at the Environmental Working Group said, millions of people have been drinking a toxic forever chemical linked to cancer all their lives and are only discovering it today. There is a new company that is helping to stop forever chemicals from being forever. They can treat water and soil, but what's in your body will always be there. Can't get rid of that. And who knows how many uh, centuries it could take to remove the PFAS chemicals. By the way, PFAS, also in makeup for you women who wear makeup, you might want to check if there's PFAS in your makeup. Might be a good idea to do that, keeping that on your body all day, every day. Moving on. Bernie Sanders yesterday was warning of things to come. I'm going to disagree with Bernie Sanders on this. I'm going to disagree. Uh, I'd argue those things to come are already here. Uh, Sanders, you know, independent from Vermont, yeah, sides on the Democrat side, uh, said on a uh, post to social media uh, accounts, Climate change is ravaging the planet. If there is not bold, immediate, and un, uh, uni, excuse me, uh, bold, immediate, and united action by governments throughout the world, the quality of life that we are leaving our kids and future generations is very much in question. It is no great secret that human beings are not particularly anxious to address painful realities. This is especially true when it requires taking on powerful special interests like the fossil fuel industry and their endless amounts of money. But this time, this time we must act and act boldly. Our earth is warming rapidly. We see this every day in every part of the world, mostly to my mind. That means raising the level of urgency and bringing the world together now, not next year, not five years from now, but now to address the existential threat. Failure to act will doom future generations to increasingly unhealthy and uncertain future. But he's wrong. Are you surprised that I'm saying he's wrong? We've already been doomed. We are there. 50 years ago, if someone dumped you into this world of extreme heat, extreme weather events, rising oceans, dying species, unending forest fires, melting ice caps, you would say that we're, we are in a, a dystopian future. We're already there. The senator warned, for the sake of our kids and our grandchildren, for the sake of our common humanity, we cannot allow this to happen. But it has already happened. And even if we didn't burn a drop of oil from today on, it would still get worse for the next several hundred years. There's nothing to stop it. Barring carbon capture, which is untested science. And it's not enough. Moving on. And big oil. Of course, they continue to lie. 
We just had the three hottest days in history this week in the world. On the tail end of that, Shell Oil CEO claimed that transitioning to renewable energy sources is what would endanger the world and expressed what campaigners called cynical concerns for the well-being of the global south. CEO Wao Sawan told the BBC yesterday that the world's energy system continues to desperately need oil and gas. He said with a straight face, I think what would be dangerous and irresponsible is actually cutting out the oil and gas production so that the cost of living, as we uh, saw just last year, starts to shoot up again. Which is really weird. Cost of living, as we saw just last year, begins to shoot up again. That cost of living was caused by a, a raise in prices for oil. And record, record, three times, in some instances, record profits for the oil companies. He caused the problem and he, now he's blaming the problem. For He's blaming the problem and saying, that's why we need to keep using oil. Are you kidding me? Oh my God. When I wrote that, I didn't even realize what he was saying. Oh man. And, and, and uh, even alone, it's crazy because the cost of living is up to a level you can't count right now because of the damage from climate change. That's causing cost of living increases. Oh, this is crazy on so many levels. And let's not forget what drives Mr. Sawan. Shell reported record-breaking profits of nearly 40 billion last year, doubling its total for 2021. Are you kidding me? Oh man. Oh, moving on. I let's cleanse the palate with something really stupid. Uh, Twitter's Elon Musk has threatened to sue Meta's uh, Zuckerberg for stealing the platform. This just hours after Meta launched its Twitter duplicate uh, network called Threads. In a letter to Meta, uh, a letter to Meta, a CEO Mark, uh, um, in a letter to Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg, published by online news outlet Semaphore yesterday, Musk's lawyer Alex uh, Spiro accused the company of unlawful misappropriations of Twitter's trade secrets and other intellectual property. The letter accused Meta, Meta of hiring uh, dozens of former uh, Twitter employees who had and continue to have access to Twitter's trade secrets and other highly confidential information. Uh, first, let me say, hey, Musk, maybe you shouldn't have fired 60% of your workforce. Or was it 80%? I, but Meta, <laughs> Meta responded that they hadn't hired Twitter employees, which would be true if they were unemployed, right? <laughs> uh, threads went live on Apple and Android app stores in 100 countries at 2,300 uh, global Mean Time on Wednesday. Within a few hours, more than 30 million people had downloaded Threads. Zuckerberg wrote on his official Threads account Thursday, feels like the beginning of something special, but we've got a lot of work ahead to build the app. I will say this, okay? I, I have not downloaded Threads. I haven't decided if I'm going to. I'm probably not going to. I will say this, and I said it yesterday on Twitter. If you leave Twitter for meta threads, you're trading a second-rate villain in the form of Elon Musk, 
for a supervillain in Zuckerberg's meta threads. Zuckerberg has also always been a supervillain. He has always run other businesses out of business. And that's what he intends to do here. He is a supervillain. Who would you trust? Would you trust Zuckerberg, who has Instagram, who has Facebook, who has Meta, uh, or Elon Musk, who has Twitter, the only social media company he has? Who would you trust? Would you trust letting uh, um, Zuckerberg to take it all? and deal with it honestly. Ask yourself that. Moving on. Uh, So do you need to get away from it all? Do you? Constant war, constant hate. Iceland was named the most peaceful country in the world for the 15th consecutive year in the annual ranking compiled by the Institute for Economics and Peace. In its 2023 Global Peace Index, the group ranked 163 countries where 99.7% of the world's population lives, determining how countries compare based on the level of societal safety and security, ongoing domestic and international conflict, and the degree of militarization. If you can imagine, the U.S. did not do well. The U.S. has declined every year during the current decade, falling two places in the past year and 10 places since 2020. The U.S. homicide rate is now above six per 100,000 people and more than six times higher than most Western European countries. The U.S., by the way, let's not forget, uh, deaths due to gun violence is higher than civilian deaths due to gun violence in Ukraine or weapons violence, any kind of, uh, yeah. Um, The people of more than six, uh, the U.S. ranked close to the middle of 163 countries in terms of societal safety and security. Its lowest ranking was in the category of militarization, a pattern that has been evident in the IEP's previous global peace indexes. The country was behind only Russia and Israel in terms of its degree of militarization this year. The U.S. ranked below numerous countries which had been subject to travel warnings from the U.S. State Department with officials' warnings of terrorism and high crime rates. In other words, the U.S., if the U.S. was a separate country from the U.S., the U.S. would say, would warn its uh, uh, <laughs> would warn its citizens against visiting the U.S. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Iceland does not maintain an armed forces or have a military budget, and like other high-ranking countries on the peace index, such as Denmark and New Zealand, it invests heavily in social services, education, and healthcare to benefit all residents. I guess I should also mention. Iceland has the highest consumption of alcohol per person in the world. So I'm thinking that may help. You know, they invest heavily in social services, education, and healthcare to the benefit of all residents, while the United States, Republicans primarily, block that as much as possible. They just want to get rich. They just want to stay in office. And they just want their rich uh, um, 
uh, money that goes into their campaign to help them stay afloat. Anyway, that's it. 37 minutes, a lot longer than I've been usually doing, but I, I, I won off on a couple of rants there. I apologize. Uh, don't forget it's Friday. Don't forget to look for Friday's flaming bag of crap left on your doorstep when politicians throw something out there in the uh, Friday news, 24-hour news cycle in the hopes that it'll disappear. Uh, Friday, July 7th, 2023. Friday, July 7th, 2023. I truly appreciate you. Bring someone with you today or this weekend. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on the Twitter. And remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget that. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.